Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Comes to me. <laughs> Let's see if I can that wake up. Celebrate, man. Yeah, All right, so wait. You, Jerome, you kick it off, and then James, and then I'll go and close us out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Jerome with Dreamcatchers, and Tiffany caught her dream. This is James with Dreamcatchers, here to celebrate Tiffany catching multiple dreams. Hey! Uh, this is Tiffany. I'm catching dreams. Ow! Thanks all for tuning into Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dreams. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. This is James Bryant, and we are here for another Dreamcatchers podcast. Today, we have a very exciting guest, we're going to talk to Tiffany Ward. Tiffany has been doing real estate investing for some time. And as once we get through kind of who she is and what she does, she's going to talk about her journey uh, in real estate investing. So Tiffany, the mic is yours. The mic is mine. Wow. Just toss it over to me. Yeah. Uh, so hello, everyone. I am Tiffany Ward. I am a Richmond native. I currently... As of a month ago, I have 13 doors now, so that's very exciting. I am a sales engineer for my daytime full-time job. I am a crossfitter. I lift heavy things, and I don't know. That's me in a nutshell. And my dog is here, so if you hear him in the background, he likes to be uh, known and recognized. Oh, all dogs like to be known and recognized. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, how did you get started in real estate investing? So I got started when I was 23. I bought my first home at 23. Um, It was a foreclosure HUD home. After college, I moved back home with my parents and they made me pay rent, but they also still had me on a curfew. So I realized that I wanted to move out. And at that time, and still, I don't really believe in renting. So I knew I wanted to purchase a home of my own. Okay. Um, so a year later, I was able to find and acquire my first house, which was in Fulton, the Fulton area of Richmond. Mm-hmm. Very little work was needed on that. 
I had to think, I think I had to replace a few doors and maybe some carpet in one of the rooms. So it's really move in ready. And I okay. got my best friend to move in with me to help pay for the mortgage and the utilities <laughs> and things like that. So that was my first introduction. I was 23 at the time. Okay. Um, and I really didn't do my next deal until maybe five years later. And what, what was that next deal? The next deal was with a, with my ex-husband. I got married and we needed to find a home to live in. So there was a town home uh, that we found and I was able to buy that. He, he invested in properties himself. So okay. I, I bought that property in my name on my credit, right? To kind of keep things separate. Mm -hmm. um, so that was in the south side of Richmond in Midlothian area. Okay. Uh, again, that was a town home. And then of course, through the progression of that marriage, uh, we bought another home together and then I just kind of been going from there. Okay, cool. So what made you make the shift from the uh, single family rentals or uh, small multifamilies uh, into a larger multifamily? I think just education. Um, so I really, I've always known that I was interested in real estate for various reasons. I didn't, I didn't jump in you know, all the way. I kind of just okay. dabbled. But as I started to get serious about my education and really learning about real estate and what it could afford me, um, it seems like multifamily is one of the more solid investments. There will always be renters based on the market. Like the market today, a lot of millennials can't afford to purchase homes. So I really just made the shift because I felt like uh, the return on the investment was greater and I'm more of a buy and hold investor. So I don't really focus on flips or anything like that. I'm in it for the long-term gains, really my retirement strategy. So okay. I felt like the multifamily would be a better avenue for me. Okay. So tell us about your first multifamily deal. So my first multifamily deal. So it's a 10 unit in Greensboro. So it's out of state for me. I'm in Virginia. I got partnered up with Jerome actually on social media, which is how things are done today. But I knew a friend of his, I used to work with a friend of his who kind of just connected me to Jerome. Okay. And I was hesitant to get started with Jerome because uh, I guess he offers like a coaching program. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm a firm believer that a lot of the information that you need is online. It is free. It's in a book, right? So I didn't really yeah. want to pay for coaching per se, uh -huh. but I, I finally, I don't know, I think it took me about six months to really watch Jerome and see what he was doing, kind of get set up with him. Um, and he okay. began to coach me. So I would send him a lot of my deals. Um, he would help me with deal analysis and mm -hmm. looking for deals and just tips and tricks and things like that. So eventually we came across a 10 unit in Greensboro. He had tried to get me to invest in another deal, but I wasn't sold on, I guess, a syndication. I wasn't sold on like taking a piece of the pie. I still wanted okay. all of the deal. Um, <laughs> but I finally came to terms that... <laughs> You know, they say a little bit of something is better than a lot of nothing. So yeah, um, we found the 10 unit. And once once we found that, I was ingrained in every piece of the process. So I went down there, saw the letter of interest that we submitted, um, the offers that we submitted. I went down and saw the property. Um, I met the previous owners, did the inspection, all of that. So I was really ingrained in every piece of the process. Uh -huh. And we finally closed definitely a much longer process than single family homes. Yeah. Um, it took us quite a, quite a bit of time from start to finish to, to close the deal. Okay. So tell us a little bit more about your experience with having Jerome be your, your real estate coach. It's different. 
So, I mean, and not in a bad way. Coaching has always been a bit of a mystery for me. So again, I'm in corporate America. Okay. Um, and I've always known like what a coach is supposed to do or who a mm -hmm. coach was or like a purpose that they could serve in your life. Um, but I wouldn't say that I've had great coaching experiences. Okay. Um, I think my experience with Jerome has been good in the fact that he's very responsive. Mm -hmm. He's an early riser. He subscribes to that early morning routine. So <laughs> he often responded within 24 hours, which I think is a good turnaround time for somebody as busy as he is. Okay. And he just answered, he really pointed me in the right direction. So again, I believe in like researching on your own and finding information out for yourself. And he kind of just provided guidance of where to go to get information. So sometimes okay. he would give me the answer right away, right? Sometimes he will point me in the direction of okay. where I can go to find additional details. Um, he was very transparent if he wasn't uh, well-versed in a specific area. Uh -huh. um, so I really appreciated that, like his transparency, um, his willingness to help, gave me a lot of access to his different tools that he uses as far as um, like the realist reports, the rental meter, just all the different tools that he leverages. He was able to um, open those up to me. So okay. I think that sped up my learning curve as well. Okay. Um, so I would say it was a really great coaching experience. Okay. Um, I would definitely recommend it. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, no. I mean, that's absolutely awesome to be able to talk about your experience uh, of him coming alongside you mm -hmm. in uh, working with you and finding a deal. Um, there are some of these programs that are out here where you pay lots of money, but the coach may not be as available um, as what you've described here. Uh, and so it's really cool to hear or see the fruition of some of the things that he's trying to do within the Myers Development Group with the Myers Methods and trying to have an educational platform right. to be able to reach out to people to kind of build that knowledge base, uh, but also to have that availability that he espouses for his coaching clients. So, I mean, it's absolutely, it's absolutely essential and it's good that you were able to have uh, such a positive experience. So, I mean, what's, what's next for you? What do you want to do next? What is next? So I have multiple goals in all areas of my life. I'm very okay. much a goal-oriented person. So in my wall, in my, in my office, I have different goals for, you know, fitness, um, my finances, my spirituality, okay. my personal relationships, right? Um, and also my real estate, right? Mm -hmm. My full-time job. So that's a, that's a broad question for me of what is next. But I think in terms of the big dream or where I want to go next. So I definitely want to find my first renovation project. I haven't done that. Um, a lot of the properties that I've acquired have been turnkey or required very little work to be done to them. So the 10 unit, I know when we start to turn over the units, there'll be some repairs that are needed. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really looking for my first renovation project. You want to put your to own flip. personal stamp on it? Yeah, not to flip because I'm more buy and hold, okay. um, but more, I guess, bigger pockets, burr strategy. Okay. So I'm definitely looking for that. And then my long-term goal is much larger and I think more impactful. So I am a, it sounds bad, but I'm a money-oriented person. I had It's strong, not bad at all. I had a strong, well, you don't want to make like money your idol, right? But yeah, I have very good um, upbringing with my parents I and mean, they really instilled in me the value of saving and investing and kind of like uh, just overall sense of money and understanding like what money can provide for you. Okay. Um, and I think 
in our minority communities, financial literacy is lacking. Mm-hmm. And so really what I've been focused on here lately, is I'm looking into like becoming a certified financial planner, okay. not like a Northwestern mutual or like a bank or anything like that, but really more so of a nonprofit focused and how do we get into our local schools, our local churches, um, the community, and really raise the literacy of how to use money and you know, from student loans to credit cards to investing, just overall options that are available out there. And I think a lot of people don't know what's out there and what's available to them and how to save and how to invest and things like that. So that's really um, a longer term goal um, mm-hmm. that I'm working on right now. What's your time frame for that? So my, that's a tough question because it's really a longer term goal. I want to have my first kickoff of it i would say within three months okay and we've targeted like my local church for that and our uh, younger kids students for that okay Um, i'm actually partnering with my sister who is a banker so we are targeting our local church first i think within the next three months of course we'll have to you know start the business have Mm -hmm. a social media presence you know pull together all of our documentation Um, i think to become certified as a financial planner as a nine-month nine to 12 month process. Okay. Right. So that's what I mean as far as it being a longer term goal, but I definitely want to start sooner than later. Right. Cause I okay. feel like the longer you wait to kick off something, the longer it's going to take to accomplish your goal. Right. The least likely you are to accomplish it. So even if it's not perfect, I'm going to jump out there and do it. And I think the church is probably the most forgiving environment that you can do something in. So, <laughs> Hey, I think that's awesome. Can you talk a little bit about why that's important to you? I understand that, you know, saying your upbringing, mm-hmm. how you have this really strong financial background, you understand how to leverage money and to use it and to, to use money to help achieve your overall goals. But why is it so important for you to uh, instill those same principles in our community at large? Well, I think, I think underlying, like there are different things that people are passionate or compassionate about. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, it goes back to basic needs. So okay. food, water, clothing, and shelter. Um, I think basic needs are a human right. I think everybody deserves those things. And I think money is kind of like the underlying piece of that, right? Money is what buys you your food, your clothing, your water, your shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's like, to me, a very fundamental thing. And I think a lot of people who don't manage their money properly, they jeopardize those parts of their lives. Um, we okay. all know that life happens. You can get sick. You can have an accident, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I think if you have a strong financial foundation, you can kind of safeguard yourself against those um, misfortunes, if you will. Okay. Um, the other thing is that I do encounter a lot of people who are my age, younger, older, um, who just, they're really lost. Um, and I don't like to see that because I do think, I do think it's just an important concept. And I think exposure or lack of exposure um, is a huge problem um, in our communities. And so I just want to bridge the gap, bridge the wealth gap, okay, bridge the gap between minorities and kind of, we know our history and how we were kind of pushed down and left behind. So I really just want to bridge the gap for a lot of people um, and let them know that they can live 
full, happy, healthy lives financially and how that can open them up and expose them to so many different things. Yeah. I'm glad that you mentioned wealth because that was going to be part of my next question because managing money is one thing. Uh, building wealth is something else. Right. You need to, you need to manage your money well, uh, maybe to have the resources to build wealth, but those are two different things. Right. And so I'm glad to hear that it's not just about managing money. There's some people where managing money will be enough, but then there's other people, and it's good to get the message out there, is that we really want to, particularly within our community, start building wealth. We really right. want to start building wealth, generational type wealth. Um, that was one of the reasons why I've gotten into multifamily investing was the ability to build that multi-generational wealth. Um, you know, the investments that I've made over the past three years are not just for me, but they're for uh, my kids uh, and their kids. Um, so it's absolutely essential to be able to manage money because you can be in a situation, you hear the stories all the time about people that win the lottery or people that come into money, but they, they weren't involved in the process of building that wealth. And so they don't know what to do with it. Um, and within two generations, it's gone. Definitely. Um, so I, I think that's absolutely admirable. I can't wait. Do you have a name for this yet? I don't have a name yet. So we're still working out the details, but I'll be sure to, you know, blast it out whenever I do have that. Okay. I don't have a name yet. We're still working on it. Still, still working on it. Mm -hmm. Well, that is, I mean, that is absolutely, you know, awesome. Have you been looking for properties but unable to find a good deal? Do you feel like lack of access to private capital is holding you back? Do you have the confidence in your skills to execute your business plan? The Myers Method, we walk with you to help you step-by-step step understand the actions needed to identify, acquire, operate, and maintain multifamily properties. Guys, great morning, great morning. It's Monday morning. I'm over here at Towns. No, this isn't Towns. This is Myers Point, man. Myers Point at Greenbrier. We're getting the grass cut. Me and my property manager to talk about strategy on a couple of evictions and turnovers we're gonna take care of this month coming up in June really made a lot of progress on this property over the past year. Now it's time to take it to the next level. You know, I want to kind of dig into okay. is, are there any defining moments in your life that have helped to shape you into who you are? I mean, I know you've talked about your growing up in with strong parental guidance, but can you look back on a few moments or a moment in your life that can help define who you are today? Um, I mean, that's a tough question for me. So I definitely, like you said, attribute a lot of it um, to my upbringing. Um, I think a, a piece of that, which I think is critical is that like my parents, and we talk about wealth, generational wealth, mm -hmm. uh, my parents have been debt free for as long as I've been alive. Oh, wow. Um, and so that really shapes how I invest, right? Mm -hmm. How I save my money, how I spend my money. Um, that kind of just shapes how I push forward in life. Um, and, and they were very strong, dedicated workers. Mm -hmm. um, so that 
contributes to my work ethic. So I would definitely say that that is a huge, huge, huge piece of, of who I am today. I think, I think the other thing where I kind of knew that I needed to make a change, I would say my, my corporate America journey, if you will. Okay. I was hired somewhat out of college within the, within the first year um, out of college to a company, to a large company, and they didn't really know what to do with me. So they, they hired a lot of college hires. Mm-hmm. And in some of those circumstances, they don't know what to do with you. Like you're kind of in watch mode learning mode, but I wasn't really being challenged. Okay. Um, and I think I knew that the status quo and just working for 40, 50 years was not for me. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had to dig in and push a little harder for myself and take advantage of all the opportunities that were afforded to me. Okay. And so I think at that point, I realized that I needed a different retirement strategy versus just working and saving for 40 or 50 years. Um, I knew that I needed to research my alternatives. Mm-hmm. I always knew that real estate was there for me, um, even though I didn't fully pursue it at that time. Okay. But I knew that education was important. So my mom was a principal. Um, oh, okay. I was always in the school system, but I knew that education was important. Um, and really that's when I got very goal oriented. Um, and so I made I don't know, a list of 10 different goals for myself at that mm-hmm. time. I think I was 22. Okay. Um, so part of that was purchasing a house. Part of that mm-hmm. was getting my master's degree. I'm in the technical world. So part of that was getting several different certifications um, because I knew I wanted to increase my salary. I knew that real estate long-term was a good, was a good buy, a good play. Okay. Um, I've always invested in, you know, my 401k and IRAs and things like that. But at that time is where I really got goal oriented and kind of really motivated. And I knew that nothing was going to be given to me, that I would have to work for it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I really had to seek out opportunities on my own to succeed. So I would say kind of that first introduction to corporate America and seeing how lackadaisical some people can be. Once you start to make a little bit of money and you're like, oh, I'm good. I got benefits and I make a nice check. And they get complacent in that. But I knew that that wasn't like where I was supposed to be. I think it's awesome that you were able to become awake to that early. Because for some people, they'll get a job, they'll start making money, they get comfortable, or they'll start living at or even above their means. And so they're trapped into the cycle of, I have to work at this job, whether I like it or not, because this is where I am. So it is absolutely phenomenal that for you very early on, you're able to see, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to get complacent. I don't want to get locked in here. Right. What I really want to do is to set myself up to have more choices in the future. Right. Um, so you, you, you laid out your goals, which really sets the, sets the direction of where you want to go. And then you went about the process of achieving those goals. So this was many years ago. How many of those goals have you have you met or exceeded that you set out then? Oh, I, I met and exceeded all of my goals. So I think I was 22 at the time and I had set, let's say 10 goals mm-hmm. and I had set the time frame of by the time I was 30. Okay. But like, I wanted to get, like I said, I wanted to get my master's. Um, I wanted to make six figures. Mm-hmm. I wanted to accomplish those several certifications, buy a house, buy a new car, things like that. So I would say I accomplished all those goals by 26. So within four years, wow. I had accomplished all of those things. And wow. I 
you know, just continue to make new goals. Wow. So is a hundred unit apartment complex, 200 unit apartment complex. What's the, what, what's the next big goal uh, on Tiffany's big board? So for real estate, I don't know if you're familiar with what's going on in Richmond, but they just announced a food hall um, yes. that's coming to, I think the Scott's edition area. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's obviously or, or honestly a turning point for me as well, because I travel, I try to travel, take one big trip a year, mm-hmm. um, but I travel internationally. Um, and that was really, I used to see these food halls abroad yes. um, before they ever made it to the States. Um, and then I would see them in different larger cities. Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of knew um, that that was cool. And I knew that Richmond and the States didn't have it. Um, so I've always had the vision and really my goal is to position myself so that I'm able to execute on large commercial ideas like that. So, okay. um, I still want to pursue the multifamily residential thing, but I also want to pursue the commercial properties to whereas I'm kind of adding value or adding culture or really just investing more in those larger commercial, like big projects that you see come about. So I think that's like a huge, huge goal of mine. Um, And it's really a turning, I say it's a turning point, right? Because I've always had the vision. I see these things. I'm highly exposed to different areas, different, different countries. And I see things before they get to my area of Richmond and just really knowing that like the time is now for me to execute. I can't become complacent. I can't wait for somebody else to do it for me. Um, I really have to take daily, weekly, monthly, annual actionable steps, right. To reach these big goals. So, you know, um, for those of you that's listened to the podcast and other things, you know, Jerome and I talk pretty frequently. And so Tiffany, listening to you, I can hear him, uh, his voice in terms of talking. We got, you know, you have to execute. You have to execute. You have to execute. So he's all about execution. And that is awesome to have such large goals, uh, such large dreams. Um, and I'm so looking forward to following up with you as time progresses to see how you're knocking these things out of, out of the park. I mean, you're going to keep setting these goals. You're going to keep reaching them. I mean, one of the questions we typically ask is what's the next dream that you're focused on, but it seems like you have several dreams that you are really focused on. And that's cool uh, because there's some people who have lost their ability to dream, but here you are, you're like, okay, I wanted to do this by this age. I've done it. Now I want to position myself to do multifamily. Guess what? You've done it. Now mm-hmm. you're like, I want to do larger commercial deals. You know, they bring in a food hall here to Richmond. How can I be involved in these types of projects? Mm-hmm. I think that is absolutely awesome. And it's key to continue to show people in our community that you can achieve. You can keep going. You can build wealth. You can manage money. All of these tools are available to all of us. God, looks like Mr. Myers has, has joined in uh, for the latter part of this call, man. Thank you for joining, man. Hey, Jerome. Jeff, James, I know greatness is happening. I just called to say hi, share my smile. Hi. I'm proud of you guys. You guys are awesome. No, man, thank you for chiming in. Tiffany was just telling us all, telling the tribe about how she's planning on going after some of these large, huge commercial spaces, you know, things like food halls and other things that'll bring culture 
um, into the community and how she's focused on building up financial literacy uh, within the minority communities and how that's very important to her uh, just so that people can know and be exposed to the different tools that are available, not only to manage money, but to build wealth as well. She's an expert. She's done it from scratch. I'm just happy she got some doors. <laughs> more doors. She wants more doors, not just residential doors. She wants the, the residential doors and she wants the big doors from the large commercial spaces as well. Um, so it, it's just awesome to be able to be connected uh, with people that are all pursuing their dreams and their goals in so many different ways. Tiffany, you are an absolute inspiration to many, I'm sure. Um, mm -hmm. And, if, and if, to, if you're not an inspiration to anybody else, you're an inspiration to me, listening to all of the different goals that you've set and the processes and systems that you're putting in place to achieve those goals is absolutely awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So is Tiffany a dream catcher or what? Dude, she, she is a pace setter. She, uh, you know, will put the dreams out there and then she will go catch them. And it sounds like when she catches them, she kind of takes the dream and kind of sets it down on the floor and it becomes a step and she steps up to the next dream and she keeps stepping up. She keeps stepping up. It's, it's, you know, we talk a lot about why we, talk about catching dreams and not chasing them because you can chase all day but if you don't catch you don't eat you can chase but if you don't catch you're going to get weary you can chase but you absolutely have to catch because catching will help to build success and as you catch a dream you get more confident you go after the next one you catch it you build up your confidence you go after a bigger one and you keep moving this thing forward where you're moving positively forward, you're dreaming, you're catching, you're using that as a foundation for what you want to do next. And Tiffany, I think you've been an excellent example of that. Um, and so for people that want to find out more information about you, they, they're interested in this, you know, the, the nonprofit uh, that you're thinking about putting together uh, the financial literacy, uh, if they want to get involved in the big, huge commercial projects that you've talked about, what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Um, so I actually have a, a new Instagram account. Um, it is utmost capital. Um, so U-T-M-O-S-T-C-A-P-I-T-A-L. Um, you can also reach me there by email. So utmostcapital at gmail.com. Uh, those are the best two platforms to reach me on. Um, and that is where you'll see kind of my growth moving forward. Great. Okay. Tiffany, thank you so much for your time. I, I know you're busy and your dog didn't bark the whole time. I don't know what you did I know. to him. I love it. We've got to get some something like, uh, like Dave Ramsey's that free scream or something. We got to get something going when people actually finish their hunt and we get to tell that story. I don't, I don't know what it's going to be. I don't know. I'll be here for whatever this is going to be. Tiffany is a pioneer. How are we going to do this? What What is it? What's it going to be? Come on. He's well, sleeping. He didn't, he didn't bark the whole time. Oh, oh, we put him to sleep. Yeah, he's chilling now. <laughs> if we can convince Tiffany to howl, I guarantee the dog will get up.
Uh oh. No, no how. Is no that a challenge or what? Like, of course. Sounds, sounds, sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> Let's see if I can That's wake up. man. Yeah, All right, so I'll wait. You, Jerome, you kick it off, and then James, and then I'll go and close us out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Jerome with Dreamcatchers, and Tiffany caught her dream. This is James with Dreamcatchers, here to celebrate Tiffany catching multiple dreams. There he is. <laughs> uh, this is Tiffany. I'm catching dreams. Ow! All right. Hey, it's been great. Thank you guys so much for joining in. Uh, it's been a great opportunity to kind of walk through this with you, Tiffany. Uh, you guys have a great day. And, you know, dream catchers, power at the mountaintop, dreams should be real, all of those things, Myers Methods, the Myers Development Group, we are making it happen. If you want to learn more about dream catchers, please visit the website at dreamsshouldbereal.com. If you can think of someone who would benefit from these types of opportunities and are willing to share what we're doing with them, we would greatly appreciate it.